Gallup recently released a poll that told us that seven out of 10 employees are not actively engaged when managers don't hold them accountable for performance. So today on the Champion Forum podcast, I'm going to be presenting five questions that every leader must use to establish a culture of accountability. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Jeff Hancher. If you have not joined us in the past, let me welcome you to the Champion Forum Podcast. We are on a mission here to help other leaders lead, inspire, and win in this life. It's what we do. It is our passion. Because like the great John Maxwell said, everything rises and falls at the hand of a leader. So today we're talking about performance management. What is performance management, you might ask? I thought you would never ask. Performance management is this ongoing process of communication between the leader and the employee that needs to occur frequently. Notice that I didn't say that it only occurs at annual review time. Don't get me started on that. You know, if you are in an organization or if you are a leader that makes the decisions on performance uh, management, let me set the record straight as well as I can. Performance management is not an annual review. It can't just stop at that. If you're not giving frequent and updated feedback and setting expectations and establishing goals for people, but yet at the end of a calendar year or at the end of a fiscal year, you're cattle herding everybody and just whipping through these performance uh, annual performance reviews, not only are you doing uh, your culture a disservice, but your people, I promise you, whether they're telling you it or not, they're looking at this as an absolute joke. They don't take this seriously. Matter of fact, not only do the people say this, but your leaders that are performing these reviews, they're all screaming the same anthem. This is a colossal waste of time. This performance management is ongoing. It's communicating. This is one of the greatest ways to accomplish any strategic objective that you have for your organization. Look, go get the technology, have a great marketing plan, like do all of that stuff. But I will tell you that great companies are built on great people and great people are built by great leaders. And to cross this bridge, it's at the heart of performance management. The pillars of performance management are are a couple of things, but I would tell you the ones that stand out the most to me are one, clarifying expectations, two, setting objectives, three, identifying goals, four, providing feedback, and five, reviewing the results. How are we, right? And we go through these processes, but we can't think 
for one second that we're going to hold somebody accountable to an expectation that they didn't even know existed. Can you imagine getting pulled over for speeding and there's never been a speeding sign posted ever anywhere? And they're like, look, you were going 85 and a 55. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? One, I, don't even, I didn't even know there were speed limits. And if there was, surely this road is 65 miles an hour. No, no. Here's your ticket. Be on your way. Nobody in their right mind would think that that was fair or reasonable. It's insanity. But as leaders, isn't that kind of what we do sometimes? Hopefully that's not happening at your organization. But I can tell you that it does happen a lot. So why is it that this is rarely executed well? Well, I have found in my time as a consultant that the number one reason it's missed is because leaders haven't been taught. I'd like to believe that this isn't a, a won't do. It's more of a can't do, meaning they, they feel like uh, people need to hear something or whatever it might be, but maybe that leader's intimidated. They don't have confidence to deliver feedback. They've never really been taught. And here's the result of what happens. The result is that the leader tries to lead people based off of knowledge, their knowledge of the job, their knowledge of the industry, product knowledge, their tenure with the company, whatever it might be. Which, by the way, those are pretty good things. And by the way, those things will get you pretty far. But you will never reach a deep level of leadership impact if that's all you're relying on. Adversely, I can tell you this, and this is obviously varies by industry. But I have seen more than one time where people are, in, you know, injected into a company culture that have no industry experience, that have no product knowledge uh, information, but they come in with sound leadership principles and they can literally revolutionize a company. That's why sometimes you see this happen a lot at the CEO level. That's why some boards do this, because they want to come in and have that stagnant water stirred up a little bit. At the heart of every great company is a great leadership culture. And at our company, at my company, we teach many companies the vastness of performance management. And it is vast. I just listed off several pillars of performance management. However, today, I just wanted to give you five very simple questions that's going to assist in helping you drive accountability. Because one of the pillars of performance management is accountability. But the first step in holding people accountable is ensuring that there are very clear expectations. Whenever you make withdrawals without making deposits, things get out of whack. If you are holding people accountable without setting proper expectations, here's what your definition is in the eyes of your people. You, leader, you're a tyrant. That's what you are. Now, whether you are or you're not, whether you uh, feel that way or not, it's really irrelevant because that will be their perspective because what they're feeling is they're feeling like you set them up to fail. So I'm going to give you these five simple questions. Once these expectations are set, though, so you, you, you have set these expectations, which again, step one. It stands to reason that once an expectation is set, someone at some point is going to go out of bounds. Let me ask you this question, leader. Have you ever been on your way home from the office and you called your, your, your wife or your husband or, or whatever and you said, you are not going to believe what happened today. You are not going to believe what so-and-so did. You, I, I can't even believe I'm telling you this. 
Have you ever, as a leader, had that happen? I, I, if I had a dollar for every time I said that to my wife, I, I would, I would be in a tropical island somewhere with an umbrella uh, over my head. This happens a lot. It doesn't mean that people are monsters. It means that they're human. So this is where the five questions come in, because despite your best effort to set very clear and communicate great expectations, people are going to go sideways. People are by their nature going to push the boundaries. So here's the five questions that come in when somebody does go outside of the boundary line. Question number one, do you know what the expectation is? So let's think about this. You have somebody that's been uh, th- that's been late on the expense report uh, three different times. You pull that you pull that employee in and you say, "Do you know what the expectation is?" Here's why we ask that question. We are now disseminating: Is this a can't do or is it a won't do? Always remember that if we lead everybody the same way, we're going to be right about ten percent of the time. So what we do is we start with a little bit of discovery. Do you know what the expectation is? Because as leaders, isn't it true oftentimes that we say in our own mind, well, surely everybody knows. Well, surely they would know not to do that. Well, surely they would know to do that. Well, you think that because that's how you did it. But here, here's some reality. Not everybody does it like you did it when you did it, the job that they're doing now. That's why you're the leader. That's why you got promoted. You did it above standard. You exceeded expectations. You're above reproach. You have great work ethic, all of this. But here's the reality. Sometimes it's not a can't do. Sometimes it is a won't do. And if it's a won't do, then you handle that more directly in approach. If it's a can't do, one of two things has happened. You have either failed that employee as a leader. You didn't give them the right training, the right tool, the right resource, or or they don't have the aptitude. And just because someone doesn't have the aptitude doesn't mean they're a bad employee. It might mean that you got to get them a different seat on the bus. Can you imagine asking, uh, you know, uh, somebody to run a four minute mile, and, and there's like no chance they could ever do it? It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It means they're not capable of running a four minute mile, right? So we want to ask question one, do you know what the expectation is? And that's followed by question two, which is this, Can you tell me what the expectation is? Boy, oh boy, do not miss this one, leader. So we ask them what it is, and they say, yes, don't stop there. Do not. They might even say no. And if they say no, then we know this is an opportunity to reset. If they say yes, you don't stop there. Well, isn't that a relief? They do know that the speed limit is 65. No, you say, tell me what it is. Because can you imagine if, 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 the, if the whole issue here was the, is that they were speeding and the speed limit's 65, and you say, a matter of fact, if you've ever been pulled over, this is exactly what police officers do. Hey, uh, do you know what the speed limit is here? Yeah. What is it? 65. Can you imagine telling a police officer, yeah, it's 110 miles an hour on this stretch of road, isn't it? They'd be like, have you lost your ever-loving mind? But here's the reality. Let's not assume that when they say they understand the expectation that they really do because their reality may be miles apart from your reality. So what are we telling these people? What are we asking? Are we validating it? We can't just say, do you know what the expectation is? And they're like, yes, I do. And you say, okay, carry on. Have a good day. No, let me hear it. And then we come, and what we're doing by question two is we're validating 
we're validating that, yes, they, it is clear. Yes, they do know. Because now what we have is we kind of have a smoking gun. Not that we're looking for people to do things wrong, but they're like, okay, yes, I do know what the expectation is. Tell me what it is. It's 65 miles an hour. And you do understand you were going 85, right? Yes, I do. So then we come to question three. Can you tell me why meeting or exceeding the expectation is good for you? Now, now for you leaders that are the aggressive type, the knock you over the head type, you hate this question. But I will tell you this, whether you like it or not, the whole point of performance management, especially delivering feedback for correction, is just that, to coach people up. There will be a time to coach them out, but our first goal should always be to coach them up. That's why question three is so important, because question three draws out justification and purpose. Can you tell me why meeting or exceeding the expectation is good for you? Can you imagine if you told the police officer, yeah, it's good for me because um, when I speed, I get hefty fines and tickets. Does anybody out there listening right now truly believe that the whole point of speed limit signs is to generate revenue for the state? If you do, you're delusional. That's not why. Now, is that a, I mean, look, is it a benefit to the state? I'm sure that it is. But have you ever really thought about why are there speed limit signs? Have you ever thought about that they change depending on the road that you're on? Why? Because it's a safety issue. Because if you're going 110 miles an hour on the open highway and your car veers off and hits a a, a tree head on, you're a goner. You're gone. It could be because of the different bends in the road or an area that has heavy fog or whatever it might be. So we want to ask the employee, do you know why meeting or exceeding this set expectation is good for you? Because until we tie this into a WIFM for them, they're never going to know. I have a four-inch scar at the bottom of my back to this very day. I was in the safe lift training. I signed the paper saying I knew how to lift safely. I watched the video. I was cattle herded into the room and I signed the paper. But as soon as the leaders were out of eye shot, guess what I did? I lifted something that was too heavy. That happened. I didn't lift properly. I blew out my, my uh, L5 disc, lodged into the S1 nerve. Next thing you know, I'm having surgery. I got atrophy. Now I'm dealing with scar tissue. I wish somebody would have said, look, we're not just doing this to check the box. Look at this picture of this scar on this guy's back. He's now going to walk with a limp when he's older in age. It's going to be painful with scar tissue. We want to draw this out because this is what changes behavior. Because if the only way to change behavior is to keep giving people tickets, your people are going to do what you do. You've gotten a speeding ticket before, listener. Have you sped since? Sure you have. Well, why? Because you don't care? No, you care. There's no emotional attachment to not speed. None. It's not there. Matter of fact, you know where the, the officer sits on that stretch of highway in your hometown, don't you? And I'll bet you go the speed limit through that stretch of road until you see him come leave your rearview mirror and then you're right back up 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. Why? Because you're compliance driven. You're not engaged. Question three is to engage people to change behavior. So then we go to question four. What behaviors will you change in the future to assure that you meet or exceed the expectation? Now, this is where the leader that knows everything wants to tell them, this is what I need from you moving forward. This is what you have to do moving forward or else I'm going to bring my wrath on you once again. 
No. What are you going to do? Because any any time that you want to change a behavior, you have to get people pulled in at the point of creation. What is their plan? Now, are you going to have to give feedback to what they're going to change, the behavior that they're going to change? Yes, you may have to give feedback to that. You may have to help them modify that. But we want them doing the talking. Why? Because we want them to own it so that they can correct it. Then lastly, we get to question five. And don't miss this one. This is especially important for the passive leader that hates confrontation. Don't miss question five. And here's question five. If this behavior continues, what do you think we should do about it? This is this accountability piece. If you're a leader listening right now and hates conflict, hates disciplining people, this is great. I've asked this question to people before. And people would say things like, Jeff, I'm going to tell you what, if I ever do something like this again, you're not going to have to terminate me. I'll just render my two weeks. And I say something like, man, I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. That makes that next conversation a whole lot easier, a whole lot easier. Or I might come down off of the the punishment and I'd say, look, nobody's going to get fired over this. But I will tell you, if this continues, there will be some written discipline and it will be progressive. And I would hate for you to throw away a career over not being able to show up to work on time. And then I close it with this. I'm asking you, don't put me in the position that we have to have this conversation again and move forward with further accountability. Is that fair? That's fair, boss. Now, look, I know this is relative. This is a podcast. It's a role play. And you have all different types of personality types. But I will tell you, do not let personality types, tenure, their level of performance and achievement stop you from giving great feedback. This is a great way not to only establish a culture of accountability, but it allows you to give the greatest gift that you can ever give as a leader. And that's the gift of feedback. You want it as a listener. You want it as a leader. Give it to your people, even if it's uncomfortable. Performance management, at the heart of it, it consists of regular feedback moments, and they allow the leader to spot and address problems quickly, as well as keep everyone motivated on track towards the mission. And I want to challenge you as a leader to invest time learning more about performance management because it's something that every great leader does on a daily basis and it will never end. It's not a project. It's not an assignment that has an end date. It never ends. So get really good at it. If you feel maybe you're listening and you feel like you're not there. You're not where you need to be on your tenure as a leader. You feel like you're lacking resources. You want to invest in your leadership growth. I want to invite you to our very next performance management workshop. When you leave this workshop, you will have way more confidence in how to properly set expectations, set clear goals with the individuals on your team that's going to help them to grow. You're going to learn how to identify issues that require a conversation We're going to give you the confidence that you need to have the tough discussion when it's necessary. We're going to go over different types of feedback and why and when to use different types of feedback based off of the individual that's in front of you. We're going to give you techniques for the most uh, extensive feedbacks. Yes, I'm going to say it. The sexual harassment, uh, somebody punched somebody in the face, somebody stole something. The big ones, the big ones where HR gets involved, we're even going to go through that and give you the strategies around how to address an investigation even. 
and then we're going to go in depth and we're going to role play the five questions that I just presented in this show so that you have an opportunity to practice and train. We're going to teach you how to set proper goals with your team and use these goals not only as a way to get progress in the company, but to grow your people and help them get better at their craft and help them get to where they want to go professionally and give them that gift. If this is something that you're interested in, and in an effort to engage every student, I will say this, we're only going to offer this to the first 30 students that register. If this is something that you're interested in, make sure that you email us. This workshop is going to be an all-day event. It's going to be on August 25th of 2022 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So to obtain uh, individual pricing or even group pricing, if you want to bring your leadership team, uh, or if you have any questions that you need answered, email us at jeff at jeffhancher.com. We'll provide you a proposal based off of how many people you have coming. We'll answer any questions for you. We'll give you material to pass along to your boss for approval, whatever you might need. Email us, jeff at jeffhancher.com, and one of our coaches from our team will help you secure your spot in the class. I hope to meet you in person. Uh, many of you listening, I've never met before. This is a moment in time. It's an opportunity. August 25th, 2022, the Performance Management Workshop. I hope to meet you in person. I am going to personally deliver this workshop on August 25th, uh, the Performance manage- Management Strategies. Uh, that have personally helped me grow, uh, helped me make impact as a leader. But more importantly, these performance management strategies that I'm going to teach, they help bring out the best in those that I have had the privilege to lead. Until next time, remember, feedback is one of the greatest gifts that you can give as a leader. We are all cheering for you as you continue to grow. I appreciate you joining today and making us a part of your journey to help others inspire and win. Until next time, always know you all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.